don't don't say anything that would keep you from hosting Jeopardy one day. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> all right, Fred and Chris. Uh, this ex-wife of Jason Sudeikis scripted all three Pitch Perfect movies and made her directorial debut with the teen girl-centric sex comedy Blockers. This is this is C, correct? C, yes. Yeah. Um. Don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cliff and Greg. I'm it. Okay. Uh, Canon. Uh, hey, Canon. K. Cannon is correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I'd say Olivia Wilde's last name is actually Coburn, so maybe <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes. Uh, all right, and and you'll have a little bit more than five seconds to confer. I just take that loosely. Um. All right. Fred I did and... really enjoy Blockers. Hmm. It's a funny movie. Brad and Chris, uh, the the depth of this Canadian's interest in the ocean can be seen in his three D IMAX documentaries, Ghosts of the Abyss and Aliens of the Deep. James Cameron, presumably. That's correct. Yes, and I was like, should I put another clue? And then I reread those titles, and they had aliens and abyss. In there. <laughs> That's right. Yo, <laughs> uh, guys, just like one very minor bit of clarification that might not matter when you separate like the letters into like C one, C two, C three. That's not like alphabetical like right they can be drawn from anywhere within the sea yes okay cool just wanted to check on that within the sea gamut yes uh all right cliff and greg this lover of music and dance direct two justin bieber concert films and two entries in the step up franchise before showing that he could handle a non-musical with crazy rich asians uh chew right cliff yeah chew. all right john m chew Cliff and Greg, this man worked with writer Jacques Prévert on such key films in the poetic realism movement as Port of Shadows and Les Jours S'Élève. His masterpiece, Children of Paradise, was made under extremely difficult circumstances during the German occupation of France. I think this is Marcel Carnet. Carnet? That's correct. All right. Looks like a little good teamwork there. It's good synergy. All right. Uh, Tucker and Dan. This man produced Rosemary's Baby and directed Marcel Marceau in the puppet-themed horror curio Shanks, but is better known for publicity gimmicks like, Oh no, the tingler is loose in this quiz! Scream! Scream for your lives! Uh, 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 William Castle. So yeah, uh, Castle? Uh, this is a trucker and dance question. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was gonna say this is, this is nuts, Cliff. <laughs> I am very sorry. I was thinking. I was thinking that these were um, these were sets of four. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's pairs. My it's apologies. Pairs. My apologies. Um, as soon as he said the name, I was like, right. That's who I was trying to come up with. However, <laughs> wanted to be out the point is fine by me. Uh, but, sure. Well, so but definitely got that before I did. So. <laughs> I'll just give you credit. All right, Tucker and Dan. Strictly Sinatra is the only feature film helmed by this Scott, though he did direct the Oscar-winning short Franz Kafka's It's a Wonderful Life, and the first two seasons of acclaimed nursing sitcom Getting On. But you probably know him as Malcolm Tucker or The Twelfth Doctor. Um, Capaldi? Yeah, Capaldi. thank you. Was, yeah, yeah. Peter Capaldi is correct. Mm -hmm. All right, empty seat going to uh, Fred, and Bush in uh, Fred and Chris in second position. This Kiwi action specialist won a BAFTA for Edge of Darkness, in which Joe Don Baker played a blustery CIA agent. He later worked with Baker as a different blustery CIA agent in GoldenEye, and then returned to the Bond franchise a decade later to introduce us to Daniel Craig's 007 in Casino Royale. 
We'll give like 10, five, 10 seconds on this before passing. Oh, actually, no, I'm afraid. Uh, I used to know this. Actually, you can just treat it like discussion to take the full 30 seconds. Um, yeah, I, I should know who directed Casino Royale. Seen it a few times. But the name that I'm thinking of starts with an F and not a C. So. All right, I guess we pass here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So the future for this seat, I think, just you can treat it like a, you can discuss it like a direct. But if you take a guess, it'll it'll increment your uh, yeah. Okay. Steps. All right, Tucker and Dan, uh, Martin Campbell. That's correct. That's it. Yeah. All right, Fred and Chris in second position. I didn't realize he was from New Zealand. Yep. I didn't know that either. <laughs> this man faithfully adapted Euripides to the screen with Electra, the Trojan Women, and Iphigenia. But his most popular film stateside was definitely Zorba the Greek. I mean, I have a reasonable guess, but I, well, we can. Yeah, I mean, I too, I, I don't know this, so yeah, I don't know it for certain. So, do you want to just pass, or uh, it's if you have a reasonable guess, you should take the shot. I don't feel yeah. like it's. I'm. I have like maybe like forty percent confidence in it. So, all right, then pass it. Yeah, all pass. Right. Chris and Greg, a uh, Cliff and Greg, Cliff and Greg. Uh, I think I've got this. Um, Kakoyanis. Michael Kakoyanis. Oh, yeah. Good job. That was yeah. not that was not anywhere near where I was. <laughs> so all right. So oh, Kazanzakis is the K. Yeah, I think I think we've got the weak. Uh... <laughs> all right. So end Being of the uh, first round, Cliff and Greg with four, <laughs> Tucker and Dan with three, Fred and Chris at one. All right, uh, Fred and Chris. The late start, Fred. <laughs> After achieving international success with Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle, this man shifted away from martial arts and helmed the comedic blockbusters Journey to the West Conquering the Demons and The Mermaid. I, I, have not I, I, I think... All right, I, I think his name is Chow. Does that ring a bell to you? I mean, I'm going to go it, for it. It could be. I have yeah. not seen either Shaolin right. Soccer. I'm, I, I, mean, I have seen both of those, but a very long time. it doesn't necessarily help me. All right, I'm, I'm going to say Chow here. Even Chow is correct. Chow. Mm -hmm. yep. All right, Fred and Chris. This director's first feature, Assault on Precinct 13, took its basic plot from the Lee Brackett scripted Western Rio Bravo. To complete the homage, he named the Haddonfield Sheriff in his next film, Lee Brackett. Oh, and he called Donald Pleasance's character Sam Loomis after a character in Psycho. This is definitely John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. It is. All right, Cliff and Chris. the kinds of films I want. <laughs> Assault on Precinct 13 is great yeah. mm -hmm. uh, Cliff and Greg After coming to the US, this man's first job in episodic TV was directing 16 episodes of Remember When He became a prolific helmer of American television but returned to his native Argentina to make the Oscar winning The Secret in Their Eyes mm. I, I, I feel like I knew this once but I don't um, I don't have it. Yeah, so yeah. pass. All right, that's pass. Yeah. Fred and Chris. Yeah, I don't remember. We pass. Tucker Dan. I don't remember this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm think I'm gonna know it when I hear it, but I don't know it. All right, first X of the game. This was Juan Jose Campanella. I mean, I presumably, wrong. that's the the original uh, Spanish language version of that, and not the American being the the English yeah. language remake. Uh, return to his native Argentina. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, 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 that English movie make won no no Oscars for the English language version. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Wait, why not? 
<laughs> All right, uh, Cliff and Greg. Thanks to the power of the dog, this Kiwi is to date the only woman with more than one Best Director Oscar nod. Uh, yeah, uh, Campion. Yep. Oh, yeah, Jane Campion. All right, uh, Tucker and Dan. After breaking out in her home country with the Maori-themed Whale Rider, this woman directed Charlize Theron and Frances McDormand to Oscar nods in North Country and helmed Disney's flawed live-action Mulan adaptation. Nikki Caro, or Caro, I don't know how that's pronounced. Yeah, I'm not sure on the pronunciation, but that's correct. Uh, Tucker and Dan. This man was a... I went for a long time without knowing that Nikki Caro was a woman, was a female director. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this man was officially credited as producer, not director, on several films he had a hand in making between 1984 and 2003. His first solo directorial effort was a documentary about Jerry Lee Lewis, and his first solo feature will be the upcoming Drive Away Dolls. And you might have a better shot at this than I do. Yeah, I don't don't know either of these films. Figure out if, like, you know, the producer is like a big hint here because that's a 20 year span where it was probably like notable person but without actually yeah. directing anything <sighs> who does documentaries like it's not jarecki obviously but like if there's anybody else that comes to mind yeah not yeah. with we'll see okay right. you have a guess no all right no. We'll, uh we'll pass all right Ryan and chris i i have a guess i'm just gonna I, I don't remember. It out. all right how about cohen do you have ah. more more of that do i have more do we need more? Oh well. Um, uh, I mean, I think Joel has already did okay. did something. So probably... try Ethan. All right, Ethan. Ethan Cohen is correct. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Fred and Chris in second position. Like his fellow French New Wave filmmakers, this man was heavily influenced by Hitchcock. Many of his best known works are psychological thrillers starring his wife Stéphane Audran. All right. French New Wave. Probably need a film title. Um, yeah. Ten seconds. I don't have anything. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a guess, so I think we'll pass yeah, this we'll one. Pass. Yeah. Dr. Dan? I have a guess. Is it uh, is it Clauso? Because that's what I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking Chevrolet, but... Ooh, damn. Okay. I mean, Clauso did psychological thrillers, but Chevrolet did two... We yeah. should guess one of them. What do you feel? Uh, let's go with yours. All right. Uh, Clouseau, Clouseau. Cliff and Greg. Sorry, Dan. Uh, still go with Chabrol. It's Chabrol. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. really have Unlucky any other. Coin toss. Yeah. Try, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Clouseau was the generation before the French New Wave. He wasn't a French that makes New Wave sense. filmmaker. Okay. Yeah. Without any film titles, I wasn't fully sure about it. But I think hearing hearing you say Chabrol gave me enough to, to go on. <laughs> Uh, I, will, I have no uh, idea. <laughs> share in that point. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sorry, Fred, Dan. That's all right. Uh, Fred and Chris in second position. This, the subject of Terry Johnson's play Prism, this cinematographer gave us the sumptuous Technicolor of Powell and Pressburger's Black Narcissus and the Red Shoes, but stuck with Black and White for an adaptation of D.H. Lawrence's Sons and Lovers that earned him a Best Director Oscar nod. I don't have anything personally, so I'm thinking. I mean, I've, I've 
I've seen Black Narcissus in the Red Shoes, but I mean, so have I. Is the author, yeah. But, Did not pay attention to the cinematographer. Yeah. Ten seconds. Yeah, I don't think we have, we don't have it. We pass. Yeah. Okay. Pass. Uh, Tucker and Dan. I don't have this. I have flavor text afterward, but I don't have the answer. I'll pass. All right, Cliff and Greg. Uh, yeah, uh, Cardiff. Jack Cardiff, yes. Yeah. So yeah. this is how you know I'm not cheating because Black Narcissus absolutely won my fake award for best cinematography in what 1947, and I, it's just one tab away on my internet browser. <laughs> yeah, so those are those are two of the most beautiful color films ever shot. Yeah, like oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so halfway point, Cliff and Greg lead with seven. Fred and uh, <laughs> Fred and Chris and Tucker and Danny tap four. All right, uh, Fred and Chris. Fantan, the lurid adventure novel this man co-wrote with Marlon Brando, was published nine years after his suicide. An adroit painter who played Osiris in Kenneth Anger's Lucifer Rising, he is best known for co-directing with Nicholas Roeg the seminal 60 experimental crime drama performance, and for helming the Dean Koontz adaptation Demon Seed, which is far ahead of its time in its depiction of AI gone rogue. These are some fun anecdotes, but they are not helping me. <laughs> I mean, it could be like Clive Kessler, but. Mm. I don't have anything else. Guess we got to guess something. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Kessler. All right. That's not correct. Uh, Tucker and Dan. He's too young. My my only guess would be chat GPT, and I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll pass, but I like that. All right. Cliff and Greg. I just I think I just heard about this guy in a podcast, but I cannot remember his name. Nope. I have no clue. Right. No, this was uh, Donald Camel. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, Fred and Chris. Don't worry, I won't murder your boyfriend if you can't name the killer in Friday the Thirteenth. But I will ask you this: What associate of Wes Craven directed that franchise launching nineteen eighty slasher pick? Uh, th this is completely not my genre of film, so I don't know who directed it either. Yeah, uh, we pass. All right, yeah. Tucker Dan Cunningham, Sean Cunningham. All right, Cliff and Greg. This man directed two feature films based on a horror TV series he created, Dark Shadows, and gave a generation of viewers nightmares by pitting Karen Black against a Zuni fetish doll. In the 80s, he switched genres and helmed the epic historical miniseries The Winds of War and War and Remembrance. I guess I know what the middle clue is, but uh, this is all too much television for me. <laughs> yeah, Have you got anything, uh, Greg? Uh, nothing's really coming to mind. Um, Ten seconds. No, nah, yeah, I don't have anything. Uh, is that a pass? Or are you going to take a while? Yeah, pass. Okay. Yeah, pass. Uh, Fred and no. Chris. Uh, pass. Okay. Uh, Tucker, Dan. Dan, do you know who did Trilogy of Terror uh, by chance? No, I don't. No, I don't either. I guess we'll pass. All right. Yeah. This is Dan Curtis. Okay. All right. Cliff and Greg. This man's only feature directorial credit is not fade away about aspiring rock stars in 60s New Jersey. He let longtime collaborator Alan Taylor handle the helming of another film set in 60s New Jersey, The Many Saints of Newark. Um. I guess I, I know this is the creator of the Sopranos, but I don't. Oh, uh, Chase. Chase. Yeah. 
teamwork. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. How do I not know the answer? I was like, oh. <laughs> All right, Tucker Dan. The Nazi-themed erotic drama The Night Border divided audiences, but it put this Italian filmmaker on the map. She also directed John Malkovich in the Patricia Highsmith adaptation Ripley's Game. Italian female director. That uh, should be ringing some bells, but I don't think it is. Ten seconds. Yeah, I'm not coming up with anyone. All right, I'll say uh, Cavalcanti. Oh, I, that was a good guess, but not correct. Um, Fred and Chris. Have nothing here. Nope. Best. Cliff and Greg. Uh, I hope I've got this right. Cavani. Cavani. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Cavalcanti was British and a man, but. Uh, so <laughs> oh, yeah, I was hoping it's, it's a very like, similar name, like the very yeah. occupies the same <laughs> phonetic space. Right. <laughs> Cavalcanti was guess an Italian like Italian name that starts with C that I don't know much about, and. Uh, <laughs> That, yeah. that sounded like it was better an answer than it actually was from my end. <laughs> Perfectly crabby guess, yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, Those are the clues we all have. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker and Dan. As a member of Seinfeld's writing staff, this man penned a handgun theme episode that was scrapped for being too controversial. He worked with Bob Dylan on Master and Anonymous and Bill Maher on the documentary Religious, but is better known for three collaborations with the British comedian of Jewish descent. Very nice. So I think it's uh, Larry Four Charles. Out. Did Borat? Who so is it? I, I think Larry Charles was the guy who directed Borat. So I'd say okay. Charles. And you said that correctly. Yeah. All right. Fred and Chris in second position. This Egyptian director discovered Omar Sharif and gave him a starring role in The Blazing Sun. In Cairo Station, he cast himself as the disabled man dangerously obsessed with a woman. I can never remember who directed Cairo Station. This is not the first time that I've been asked this question, and I continue to not remember <laughs> what the answer is. All right, we we pass then. Yeah. Okay. Tucker Dan. Uh, this is was a zero percent question in Bob Solo. Yeah, yeah, I remember. remember the answer. No, because I don't either. All right, we'll pass. Yeah. Liff and Greg. I hope I get this because I've also I have asked this question. Is it Shaheen? Uh, Yusuf Shaheen. Yeah, yes. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Impressive. Yeah, no, no, you're Egyptian <laughs> C director. <laughs> They'll have so many more Egyptian directors to answer in later. Um, <laughs> Fred and Chris. This man's longtime collaborator, Grant Heslov, shared with him an Oscar for producing Argo and an Oscar nod for the screenplay of The Ides of March, but only Heslov was credited as a producer on Good Night and Good Luck, which this man directed and also appeared in as CBS executive Fred Friendly. Yeah. That's correct. So you got right. the Cameron question had too many clues yeah. and go all in on Clooney. <laughs> I, I could have said a lot. We, we more need the about... points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. To... I like, I'm just like, like, yeah. Like, each of you, each seat's supposed to get two level one questions. So that, that was that was one of yours. Those actually, are both level one. Actually, yeah. that what that wasn't one of yours. It was seat for us, but sure. Um, all right. For, uh, <laughs> Going into the final round, uh, Cliff and Greg at 10, Tucker and Dan at 6, Fred and Chris at 5. All right, Fred and Chris. Uh, ignore that part. I was <laughs> backstage when Glenn Hansard and Marketa Irglova won the best song Oscar for Falling Slowly from this Irishman's film Once, later a successful Broadway musical. His other music-driven works include Begin Again and Sing Street. John Carney, right? 
Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. I don't remember. That's correct, Fred and Chris. This man directed film adaptations of his own YA novel, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, as well as R.J. Palacio's Wonder and the musical Dear Evan Hansen. Chabotsky, right? Stephen Chabotsky? Yeah. Ch- Chabotsky, maybe? There's no, is there no T in it? It's like Chabotsky. Yeah, for, Fred has the correct pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. R.J. Palacio, I, I only discovered while researching this question, is a woman. Um hmm. All right. Uh, I think Charlie will have to to sit out. So we're almost done here. Uh, Cliff and Greg. Uh, before setting off on his own with Alien Resurrection, Amelie, Jean-Pierre Genet co-directed the visionary Delicatessen and the City of Lost Children with this man. It's a short name. Actually, let's just put Charlie in seat four. Um, just where the blank is. Sick. Uh, I honestly feel like I've heard this before, but I'm, 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 nothing's coming to mind. I think it's something beginning with a C and ending with an O. And I would think Caro, but we already had a Caro. You have a guess? Nothing's I'd, coming to mind. I'd still say Caro. Yeah, it's Caro. Okay. In the bees, we had multiple brooks and multiple browns. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last name's Carl. Become a director. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cliff and Greg. Though he's not known as a musical figure, this man's only competitive Oscar came from musical scoring, and he composed such standards as This Is My Song from A Countess from Hong Kong, Eternally from Limelight, and Smile for Modern Times. When he returned to the U.S. in 1972 to accept an honorary Academy Award after being forced out of the country decades earlier, he received a 12-minute standing ovation. Chaplin. Chaplin, yeah. Yeah, another one, another (laughs) the level ones there. All right, uh, Tucker and Dan. This Frenchman won the Best Director at Cannes for 2021's Annette, a collaboration with the Male Brothers, Male Brothers from the rock band Sparks. He formed the profession. He formed his professional first and last name by anagramming Alex Oscar. All right. I absolutely don't know how this is pronounced, but Leos Carax. Carax. Yep. Yeah. All right, Tucker Dan. This man directed Mun- Munurangabo, the first narrative feature ever made in the. Kinyarwanda language of Rwanda, but he gained greater recognition for a 2020 film about a Korean immigrant family in Arkansas. Yeah. Director Minari. Um... Yeah, who did Minari? Oh my God. The first thing that comes to mind is Choi. Could be that. That doesn't sound right in my mind, but I'm not going to say no. Ten seconds. Um, is it a Korean? Like Chen Chung? Lee Isaac Chung? So we got um, Chung? Is that, that's correct. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> like as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So no questions ended up getting passed to Charlie in spite of him being in the, the seat with the fewest bonus attempts. But um, we'll give these directs to Charlie. And margaret made her screen debut in this director's swan song, Pocketful of Miracles, which was the remake of his earlier Lady for a Day. Jean Arthur, reportedly his favorite actress, starred in two of the three movies for which he won Best Director Oscars in the 30s, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town and You Can't Take It With You. That's probably why she, not James Stewart, is billed first in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yeah. And uh, last question. A leading figure in China's fifth generation, this Farewell My Concubine auteur, co-directed with Chui Hark and Dante Lam, the highest grossing Chinese movie of all time, 2021's The Battle at Lake Changjin. 
to remember. I just haven't seen Farewell My Concubine yet. Uh A second. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm just going to say um, Chang. Hi, oh. uh, Fred and Chris. I also have not seen this yet. I have, but it doesn't help, so I don't know. Yes. Chen. Uh, oh, no, Chen. Chen Kaiga is correct. Yep. Ah. Mm. Nice. nice. Well done. Yeah, so that put uh, so Cliff and Greg uh, win with 12, but that put Fred and Chris into a tie with Tucker and Dan at eight each. And late arriving, Charlie also got uh, one point. Um, and I think, Dan, if you could make a, a Zoom link um, that's not dot type, not so uh, pressed yeah. for time. Uh, Let me, I will make the link and then run to the bathroom and uh, I'll put it in the Facebook thread with everything else. Oh, okay. I'll show up. It works. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I guess we'll just exit. It'll take a couple minutes for this recording to download. Um, but yeah, it shouldn't be too long. So on a couple. You all soon. Okay. Yeah, we we missed some of the banter earlier, but uh, but yes, now now is the t time to. Uh, all right, and we play it all over again. <laughs> but uh, just for the uh, purposes, I've uh, the recording. Uh, we. Shuffle. We've kept Dan, the Dan and Tucker and Fred and Chris teams together. Uh, Charlie's now with Greg, and Cliff is by himself. Um, if someone else does join, they can join Cliff, I suppose. Um, okay. Yeah, and you can take, I don't know, maybe closer to 10 seconds on uh, uh, conferring. Um, all right. Okay. This uh, is Dan, C2, right? Uh, this is C2, yes. All right. Yes. I should also say that for the recording. All right. And uh, Dan and Tucker. There are four C directors. <laughs> this man and John Musker have directed seven Disney animated features across th across 30 years, including The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and Moana. Clements? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I can never remember if it's Clement or Clements, but I think Clements is right. Do you know this, Dan? I don't. All right, uh, we'll say Clements with an S. All right, yeah, I think at this level I do have to be strict, but you are correct about Clements. So. Uh, yeah, so that's correct. All right, uh, Ron Clements is his name. Dan and Tucker. Nathan Rabin coined the term Manic Pixie Dream Girl in a review of one of this man's films. Fast Times at Ridgemont High was based on a book he wrote after spending a year undercover as a student at San Diego's Claremont High School, while his Oscar-winning script for Almost Famous was inspired by his experiences as a youthful Rolling Stone journalist. Yeah. That's correct. Fred and Chris. This Asian-American filmmaker helped launch Brie Larson, Rami Malek, and Lakeith Stanfield to stardom with short-term 12, and was rewarded with a much bigger budget for Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Destin Daniel, I want to say Kren? I don't know, so. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, you the, said cr cr Kren? That's what I said. I, right. that, that doesn't sound right to me, but yeah. Greg and Charlie? Cretton. 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 Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like you're insulting him, but that is in fact his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fred and Chris. Spelled different. 
The Criterion DVD of this man's masterpiece, Anu La Liberté, includes his Eric Satie score, Dada Short, on Tract, as a bonus feature. During World War II, he decamped to Hollywood and directed the fun Agatha Christie adaptation, and then there were none. Again, it's like I, I enjoyed Anu La Liberté. It's a good film, but I cannot remember who directed it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen it, so I got nothing here. Yeah, I, I think we just passed. Okay. All right. Cliff. Uh, Claire. Renee Claire, yes. Uh, I, I knew La Liberté always like was sorted alphabetically first on whatever lists of films I was looking at. That's true, yeah. All right. Uh, you didn't correct. get the numbers first? <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie called Just Dollar Sign. on the Criterion list. Yeah, there's a movie called Just Dollar Sign that would often show up in the beginning there. Um, Greg and Charlie. Before she made more commercial works like Valley Girl, Real Genius, Rambling Rose, and the telefilm Introducing Dorothy Dandridge, this woman's first narrative feature was a retelling of her experience of being sexually assaulted as a teenager. In 2002, she became the first female president of the Directors Guild of America. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Coolidge. Yeah, it is. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. Martha Coolidge is correct. Greg and Charlie. Producing Alice Rohrwacker's short Le Pupil made this Mexican filmmaker the second person to be nominated in seven different Oscar categories. His A Little Princess and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban are intended for family audiences, but please don't attempt to watch his Ito Mama Tambien with your parents. Cuaron. Alfonso Cuaron. <laughs> uh, Cliff. I swear I'm not gaslighting you when I tell you that this man helmed the Blue Bird, an ambitious U.S.-Soviet co-production made at the height of the Cold War. Typed as a women's director, he worked with Katherine Hepburn 10 times between 1932 and 1979, but it was a film starring Audrey Hepburn that snagged him the Best Director Oscar. Cukor. George Cukor. Cliff. The Clash's Joe Strummer acted in and scored this man's postmodern biopic about 19th century filibuster William Walker. Mike Nesmith of The Monkees helped produce his debut feature, the cult classic Repo Man. Cox. Yes, Alex Cox. All right, so then the first round, Greg and Charlie and Cliff both have three points. Dan and Tucker has two. Fred and Chris, zero. All right, Dan and Tucker. 2019's Adults in the Room was the first film this Greek expatriate director shot in his native country. In the 80s, he made two Hollywood movies scripted by Joe Esterhaus, Betrayed and Music Box, but he's better known for the pointedly political Oscar-winning thrillers Z and Missing. Costa Yes, Costa Gavras is correct. Does he have a first name? Constantine is his first name. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't use it, but it's, that's his first name. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, Dan and Tucker. The title of David Niven's second memoir, Bring on the Empty Horses, comes from a solecism supposedly uttered on the set of The Charge of the Light Brigade by this Hungarian director of The Adventures of Robin Hood, Yankee Doodle Dandy, Casablanca, and Mildred Pierce. Curtis. Curtis, right? Yeah, okay. I do think Dan's pronunciation is probably the more usual one, but yeah, <laughs> uh, Michael Curtis is correct. Um, Fred and Chris, Marie One and Marie Two play a number of pranks on men in this woman's surreal Czechoslovak new wave film, Daisies. I have nothing here. Yes, yeah, I, I can't name any Czech directors. I pass. Well, yeah. that's not true, but I pass. Uh, Dan, Dan and Tucker. I think it's uh, Hitolova. I'm going to go with that. Do you, you say that again? Uh, Hitolova, but it's a CH. Okay, yeah. it's. Uh, I think that's fine. Um, um, 
Everyone else has said Chichilova, okay. but uh, yeah. yeah. All, There's all the... a hockey player of Czech descent whose last name is Hetel, spelled mm-hmm. the same way. So I assumed it was Hetelova, but okay. I don't know that for sure. I think we can. I think we can assume you knew the C, there was a C at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Given the category, <laughs> prove it. Spielberg <laughs> <laughs> so with a soft C. <laughs> the Spielberg. Yeah. All right, uh, Fred and Chris. This comedian no doubt hoped for at least one Academy Award nomination when he directed himself a self-destructive stand-up Buddy Young Jr. in Mr. Saturday Night. But that year, the film's only nod went to David Paymer as Buddy's long-suffering brother, and this man still had to host the Oscar ceremony. Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal right? Yeah, yeah. Billy Crystal. Uh, yep. <laughs> we'll take the pity point. <laughs> yeah. uh, Greg and Charlie. All right, you're not, yeah, Fred and Chris are on the board now. Greg and Charlie. This king of low-budget filmmaking gave us many gave many rising talents their start, and through his New World picture handled U.S. distribution of Cries and Whispers, Amor Chord, Small Chains, Jersey Uzala, The Tin Drum, and Mon Oncle d'Amérique. As a director, his best work came in the post-cycle of the 60s that includes the visually stunning Nicholas Roeg lens, The Mask of the Red Death. Corman? Roger Corman? That, uh, that's correct, yes. Greg and Charlie? When Rick Ross wasn't available to perform in this woman's Netflix holiday special, A Very Murray Christmas, she cast George Clooney to replace him. The breakdown of her marriage to Spike Jones inspired both his Oscar-winning screenplay for her and her Oscar-winning screenplay for Lost in Translation. Uh, Coppola. Coppola? Yeah. All right, Cliff. Sophia Coppola. Uh, yeah. Cliff. Prompt. <laughs> I said S. Fuck oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the recording, I have to say the full answer. Oh, All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this politically minded documentarian's trademark hypnotic collage style can be seen and felt in works like The Century of the Self and The Power of Nightmares. Nothing is coming to me. And I realized that it's to my disadvantage to talk it out the way I was doing when I was on a team earlier. It's good for the broadcast. Go ahead. <laughs> it's dead air, man. <laughs> I'll pass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fred and Chris. Pass. David, Dan and Tucker. I have a real long shot guess and I don't want to do it. So. Yeah, I don't really have anything. All right. We'll pass. Greg and Charlie. Yeah, I have sort of a guess. Um, Pretty sure it's Roger Moore. <laughs> uh, is it Shirley Clark? This is not Shirley it's Clark. It's not, okay. okay. Is it Chapman? This is Adam Curtis. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the guess, Charlie. Yeah. I, I, also, a... I don't know who came up in the last game either. But... I knew a guy yeah. in film school named uh, Adam Curtis, but I'm hoping it's not him and that he's made these films since we since we graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I doubt it is, but it would be funny if it were. <laughs> All right, uh, Cliff, finish out the round. The faith-based The Girl Who Believes in Miracles is one of the few features directed by this multicam sitcom vet who helmed some 91 episodes of Family Matters and 58 episodes of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, in addition to co-creating Hannah Montana. A former child actor who recurred on Leave it to Beaver, he is a son of the man who, with Freeman Gosden, co-created and problematically voiced the title characters of the popular radio series Amos and Andy. Huh. Well, the Hannah Montana really makes me want to guess a particular surname that starts with C. (laughs) Did he do all that? (laughs) 
Oh Go man, I hate to yeah, I hate to blink on back to back questions, but uh, uh, I've got nothing. All right, I'll pass you, Fred and Chris. Pass. Dan and Tucker. Dan. No. Uh, also, Greg. no. Pass. Greg and Charlie. No. Um, I have a kind of a someone who I know directed a, some episodes of Family Matters. Starts with C. Do you want to go for it? I have no idea the other clues, but okay. <laughs> I watch Family Matters. Are we uh, passing? Or are you guessing? <laughs> Corral. Rich Corral is correct. Corral. Yes. Well done. Well done. <laughs> nice, nice job. Wow. <laughs> yeah, his father Charlie yeah. Corral was uh, the co-creator of Amos and Andy, and yeah, probably someone who's up there in terms of the directors whose work I've watched the most. <laughs> for some, for, uh, not not because I sought it out specifically, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just remember seeing the name at the end of Family Matters. Yeah, those, those credits get burned into your head if you watch them all. Yeah. Time. Yeah. All right. So. The halfway point um, that put Greg and Charlie into the lead with six points. Dan and Tucker have five. Cliff at three. Fred and Chris at one. All right, Dan and Tucker. This former editor helmed several Ealing comedies, including The Lavender Hill Mob and The Titchfield Thunderbolt, as well as the classic The Avengers episode Death at Bargain Prices. But it wasn't until he was in his late 70s that A Fish Called Wanda earned him a Best Director Oscar nod. Charles Crichton, I think. Yeah. Uh, Crichton. That's, that's correct. Dan and Tucker. This crowd-pleasing filmmaker directed four horror films in the Phantasm franchise, as well as cable TV staple The Beastmaster and Cult Curios' Bubba Hotep and John Dies at the End. Don Coscarelli. Yeah, that uh, previous game, that one's one of our next. But I, yeah. I really horror like horror. Phantasm. I was going to say, Phantasm not going dead in this match. I also have a good friend whose last name is Coscarelli, who is not a horror movie person, so that makes it fun. <laughs> but, uh, but no, that, that's... Yeah, I like good. Good. All right, Fred and Chris. This ethnically Greek action specialist helmed Sylvester Stallone in Rambo: First Blood Part Two and Cobra before making his most acclaimed work, the western Tombstone. His son Panos directed Nicolas Cage in Mandy. Like Colt should be around Tombstone. Um, don't know this man. Yeah. So probably like Constantinitis or something like that, you know. But... Yeah, sounds good. Throw it out there. Yeah, Constantinitis. Constant. Uh, yeah, it's... Constantinitis. It doesn't really matter how you pronounce this made-up name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Push. Uh, no, I have no guess. Dan and Tucker. Cosmatos. George Pan Cosmatos. Yes. Yeah, I hadn't put uh, together at all that they were. Father and Me Sonic. either. That was the realization I just had too. Yep. <laughs> it was really, it was really Kurt Russell. <laughs> Fair enough, but uh, yeah, the, so many cosmetics in Hollywood, you know. Cosmetics. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Fred and Chris. At age twenty-six, this man won something billed as the world's most difficult film trivia quiz, an Oscar winner for the screenplay of Gods and Monsters. He later helmed projects in a more commercial vein, including two Twilight movies and Disney's live-action Beauty and the Beast. Oh boy, we're getting yeah. relegated. We're getting relegated. Yeah. Chris. <laughs> I have uh, nothing here. I have, yeah, I've not seen any of the Twilight movies. And while I have seen the <laughs> movies, yeah, I, still exist. Yeah, Carter. Most, 
Musgrove and Clemens didn't make Beauty and the Beast, so we're we're not doubling up on Beauty and the Beast directors here. Uh, <laughs> True. But yeah, Carter is not correct. Cliff. Um, Bill Condon. Bill Condon. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also did uh, Dream Girls. Yeah, uh, that is the right. most recent adapted screenplay winner not to be a Best Picture nominee. Gods and Monsters. Oh, cool. All right, uh, Greg and Charlie. Many of this Portuguese director's films, like Osos, are set in the Fontaine House slum on the outskirts of Lisbon. Probably Pedro Costa. Uh, sure. Uh, probably, yeah, Pedro Costa. It is Pedro Costa. The only Portuguese director I can think of. I mean, hence the probably. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one also, more than I could think of. <laughs> there's at least one more who came up in another another set, but uh, but in terms of common yeah. oh, Portuguese, yes, in terms of yeah. common Portuguese last names, beginning with C, yeah, that's also a C high percentage. Yeah. All right, uh, Greg and Charlie. This American formed the Kosciuszko Squadron to aid the Polish Air Force during the Polish-Soviet War. He produced many of John Ford's films through Argosy Pictures, but is better known for collaborating with Ernest B. Shodzak on the ethnographic documentaries Grass and Chang, as well as two less high-minded movies that use Willis O'Brien's special effects to depict an ape rampaging through a city. I just forgot oh. who directed King Kong, even though I missed this playing against Chris like two weeks ago. Yeah, so who, who directed King Kong? <laughs> um... Is it Cray, maybe? It's not ringing a bell if that's right, but go for it. Cray? Sorry, Crud and Chris? The Marion Cooper, right? Yeah. Don't remember, go ahead. Uh, Yeah. Marion C. Marion C. Cooper is correct, yes. You just said this on your blog, too. You're not. (laughs) He he had a very interesting life, yeah. Uh Uh, All right, Cliff. The production company behind the Blair Witch Project was named for this day in 1922 silent horror film, Haksan. As an actor, he played one half of a gay couple in his countryman Carl Theodore Dreyer's pioneering LGBT-themed 1924 German silent drama, Michael. Christensen? Benjamin Christensen. Very good. And uh, Cliff, director of the so-called Orphic Trilogy, comprising Blood of a Poet, Orpheus, and Testament of Orpheus, this man cast his muse-slash-lover, Jean Marais, as the beast in Beauty and the Beast. Cocteau. We do have two Beauty and the Beast directors, not three. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The John Cocteau Cocteau. twins, if you will. <laughs> yes. You will. John, John Cocteau is the correct I answer. I don't think and... I will. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a very good I, I do hope that you'll work the director, one or both of the directors of the Disney uh, animated Beauty and the Beast into your other alphabetical series. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... All to, all to be revealed. All right. Uh, so at the end of, so going into the final round, Dan and Tucker lead with eight, Greg and Charlie at seven, Cliff at six, and Fred and Chris at two. All right, Dan and Tucker. And ignore this part, of course. This French animator behind the triplets of Belleville and The Illusionist designed a couch gag opening credit sequence for a 2014 episode of The Simpsons. Uh, foreign animation is not yeah. that I know super well. Even though I know both of these like by reputation, just yeah, so. I saw them. It's not my speed, but <sighs> all right. What's okay. a good French name that starts with C to guess here? Charles. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll say that. Uh, good, good try, but not correct. Fred and Chris. I have nothing. 
I just want to say I feel very much like the emaciated like bicyclist, just exhausted. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I, I we, we don't know. Uh, Pass. Cliff. Uh, Shomei. Sylvain Shomei. Yes. I love him. What's he been up to lately? Yeah. Not not a lot. Yeah, but yeah, the illusionist was based on the opening a... gag is awesome. <laughs> uh, it was based on an unproduced screenplay by Jacques Tati. Yeah. Oh. All right, uh, Dan and Tucker. This man has yet to follow up his surprise Best Director Oscar nod for 1997's The Full Monty with anything nearly as successful, but he did helm every episode of the acclaimed BBC sitcom Rev. I don't think I'm going to remember this offhand. I don't think I am either. Yeah. Um. What's a good Irish last name that starts Chamberlain. with Chamberlain? Be... It seems as reasonable as anything. Is that your guess? I'm not coming up with it, so I think we go with that. Yeah, sure. All right. Fred and Chris? Yes. All right, we'll see if this gets to Cliff. Greg and Charlie? I think it's uh, Conti, Cat- maybe? Huh? No, uh, it's Cataneo. Or Cataneo. Oh, that's right. That's right. It is Cataneo. Yeah, yeah. All sure. right. No, not, not getting sure, to Cliff, sure. it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Good gut. Yeah, Peter uh, Cataneo, Cataneo, however you say I always mm-hmm. forget him. Always. No, it's, it's come up again because of the uh, the the sequel. Oh, there's a sequel. Oh, okay. Disney, the Disney Plus or Hulu, they're doing a sequel to it. Huh. All right. Uh, Fred and Chris, an associate of D.W. Griffith, who played Ulysses S. Grant in *The Birth of a Nation* and the villainous battling Burroughs in *Broken Blossoms*. This man directed some seventy silent films, including Buster Keaton's *The Navigator*, but returned to acting with *The Coming of Sound* and won an Oscar as Hugh Morgan's coal miner dad in *How Green Was My Valley*. Can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna... I don't know what. No. All right. Pass. Dan and Tucker. Yeah. Pass. Cliff. This Oscar con did make it to me. Uh, Crisp. Donald Crisp. Yes. Okay. That's did nice. you know he had directed Buster Keaton's Navigate? Had no. I do not remember that at all. I must have seen that name at some point, but maybe before I learned that he was an Oscar winner. Yeah, like I saw that my jaw kind of dropped. I was like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Fred and Chris. A charismatic actor and excellent Columbo villain, this buddy of Peter Falk and Ben Gazzara and husband of Jenna Rollins pioneered a rambly, chatty, intensely emotional style of low-budget independent filmmaking. John Cassavetes. Yeah. John Cassavetes is correct. Megan Charlie. This star of the silent Jack London adaptation, The Valley of the Moon, directed three Best Picture Oscar nominees in the 30s, the biopic Viva Via, the screwball comedy Libeled Lady, and an excellent version of A Tale of Two Cities featuring Ronald Coleman's definitive turn as Sidney Carton. Uh, Something that I should have heard of, but I don't think I I'm not good at old stuff. Uh, Collins. Good try, not correct. Fred and Chris? Nothing for me. Dan and Dr. Dan? Mm, no. Yeah, I've seen A Tale of Two Cities, too. Ugh. Great movie. Uh, Cliff? I'm trying so hard to remember this. Uh, that doesn't make me feel as bad now that Cliff's on me. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was going to be... Damn it. I love but... Libeled Lady, too, but I can't. Yeah. All right, this was uh, Jack Conway. Oh, okay. All right, uh, Greg and Charlie. 
Father of the actor who played Ewan Roy in Succession, this man made Hedy Lamarra star with Algiers and also helmed Ronald Coleman in The Prisoner of Zenda, Raymond Massey in Abe Lincoln in Illinois, and Claudette Colbert in the World War II homefront drama Since He Went Away. Turning to... to Turning to noir in the late 40s, early 50s, with Dead Reckoning, Caged, The Racket, he was blacklisted for years before returning with the Paddy Shayevsky scripted The Goddess. Cromwell. John Cromwell. <laughs> the, the, the most useful clue is right at the beginning, yeah. I know. Yeah. Do, we need the, do we need the first name? <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll I mean, let you know. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Goddess is, uh, is notable. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew James Cromwell was. Yeah, this is John Cromwell. I mean, these, yeah, Algiers, Prisoner of Zenda. Abe Lincoln in Illinois, all pretty notable. Since he went away, was yeah. the Best Picture nominee. Yeah, Gage got some nominations. Yeah, I did not know they were father and son. Yep. All right. Final two questions of the game for Cliff. This man's hyper romantic love actually has plenty of haters. But before you dismiss his comedic scripting chops, remember that he wrote or co-wrote every single episode of both Black Adder and The Vicar of Dibley. Uh, Curtis. This is another Curtis, Richard Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> And that puts uh, Cliff in so a tie. Courtesies <laughs> puts Cliff in a, a tie for uh, you know, courtesy is important. Uh, yes. In a tie for first place with Greg and Charlie, which will be decided on this question. This comedy partner of Adam Buxton helped make John Boyega a star with the alien invasion pick Attack the Block, but the lead actor of his second feature, The Kid Who Would Be King, hasn't done much despite being the son of Andy Serkis. Cornish? Joe Cornish is yep. correct. Okay. All right. Ooh. So we end with Cliff at 10, Greg and Charlie at 9, Dan and Tucker at 8, Fred and Chris at 3. Excellent game. Excellent. Well yeah, played. Really well done. Very well, done. well played. Yeah. All right. I, I think we should have time to finish out the C's. Uh, I, I need to go for a minute. So uh, let you, I'll be back in two minutes here. Okay. I'll just load it up while that. And are we okay with these teams? Um, do Or do you, yeah. you want to shuffle them? Yeah, I'm gonna get some water. Okay. Yeah, I swear not to not to um, not to bask in it, but could you put up the scoreboard one more the um, the scoring um, uh, page one more time? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. All right. I was gonna say he technically. You has should a absolutely bask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed like missing back to back uh directs was terrible but and yeah they were both very hard that's uh... mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah, just, yeah great job greg on um Car rich Carell, man yeah that's that's a deep cut there yeah. yeah that is uh that is only a family matters uh reference there <laughs> no, you, you weren't a an amos and andy regular uh, listener uh, <laughs> But, you uh, guess, do you know my age range sweet life and hannah montana did not <laughs> <laughs> do you know if abby cornish is any relation to joe cornish because i had that name and i was thinking but there's no clue about this other person who i definitely know has that last name i don't think they're related but i haven't checked. i, highly doubt I don't recall i looked yeah. that up at uh, one point too, I had the same question abby's australian okay oh there you go yeah 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 I think Peter Capaldi and Louis Capaldi are distantly related, though. <laughs> they, they I, are not even that distantly, right? Cousins, yeah. right? Like first cousins, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So Guru Dutt, yeah. So I mentioned Guru Dutt and uh, Sham Benegal. Wait, no, sorry. I'm thinking of a different packet I wrote. Um, 
I just didn't mention them to you guys. So never mind. <laughs> or I guess I can say that. So Guru Dutt and Sean Benegal are second cousins, apparently. But Guru Dutt's actual surname was Padukone. And I, I do not, he is not at least closely related to Deepika Padukone, but there might be some mm -hmm. distant. Um, apparently, Peter Capaldi and Louis Capaldi are also second cousins once removed. Okay. Yeah. Not that close. Nah. What was the, uh, what was the last clue in the Joe Cornish question about circus? Oh, his he's the the kid who would be king, the main actor, was Andy Circus's son. Oh, okay. I read that question completely wrong. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure Joe Cornish to detect the block, but I'm pretty sure he's not. He's way too old to be <laughs> kid. I, I read that as well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like. I was like this is Joe Cornish, like in his forties. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, Andy Circus, his son, whose name isn't Circus for some reason. <laughs> there are plenty of people who change their. <laughs> oh yeah, you've got sure. your Estevezes out there, right? right yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Cromwells are maybe more common though. Nicholas Cage, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Uh, all right, everyone, ready to begin? C three. Yeah. Okay, Dan and Tucker. <laughs> This man's lone feature directorial credit, a follow-up to a movie released a decade earlier, is subtitled "I Want to Believe." So that's got to be Chris Carter. Carter, I would right? assume. Yeah, uh, Carter. That's correct, Chris Carter. I yeah, can never Dan remember if he directed the second movie or not, but there we go. Uh, Dan and Tucker. This man's feature directorial debut was 1979's The Fearless Hyena. His sophomore effort, The Young Master, saw him perform the theme Kung Fu Fighting Man and thus kick off a prolific singing career that would eventually encompass duetting on Unforgettable with Annie DeFranco for the novelty album titled When Pigs Fly. Is this Jackie Chan? Oh, maybe. I, I, think, the, I think The Young Master is a Jackie Chan series, so we'll go with Chan. He's actually a very popular singer in uh, that part of the world. Um, he yeah. was a, what, a classically trained opera singer, I think. Chinese uh, opera, right? So it's well, Peking opera, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, okay, needed to. Um... Well, he's like a he's a god in China. He could probably do anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one's told him he can't sing. So um... <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> who's uh, going to? <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, Fred and Chris. Uh... This man's debut feature, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, garnered Jeff Bridges an Oscar nod, described by Wikipedia as notorious for his obsessive attention to detail and determination for perfection. He deployed those qualities well when making The Deer Hunter and not so well while helming the studio-destroying flop Heaven's Gate. Michael Cimino? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cimino? Cimino, however you say it. Yeah. All right, uh, no relation to Who, that. Yeah, I guess there's now considerably uh, a considerable amount of posthumous speculation that uh michael Cimino identified privately as a woman i'm yeah. not into actually yeah i didn't know that but there's a different michael Cimino who's the star of love victor i don't think is related um, no i remember i remember looking that up because that was a freaky coincidence yeah, yeah. Def definitely all right uh, fred and chris this Spain-born filmmaker has directed horror, House of Wax, Orphan, The Shallows, interchangeable Liam Neeson thrillers like Unknown, Nonstop, Run All Night, the, and The Commuter, and even Disney's Jungle Cruise, but he wasn't able to pump much life into the DCEU installment, Black Adam. I have no idea. Well, these are great movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kano. Yeah. Kano, you said? Yeah. All right, Greg and Charlie? Oh, uh, Sarah. 
Yeah, Calais, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, however, you say what that. Uh, Jom, call it Sarah. Calme. Calme. Probably Calme. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's gotta be like Calme. Yeah. That seems like a French-Spanish hybrid name, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Possible. Greg and Charlie. An extremely detailed Wikipedia article describes at length how this British director's career never lived up to the promise of his early masterpieces, Room at the Top and The Innocents, the latter being an adaptation of The Turn of the Screw. Tormented by my watch list here because I literally just saw The Innocents and Letterboxd and was like, oh, I should watch that soon. I feel like with how little there is, this might be like a really famous guy that he's like intentionally trying to mislead. I, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I mean, the innocence is like relatively up there, but I don't think I got nothing either way. I don't think you have. Uh, another Curtis. Good try. Is it not correct, Cliff? <laughs> um, and I get this name confused with uh, Jack Cardiff. Uh, Jack Clayton. Jack Clayton is correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So let me get some water. My throat's getting a little dry. Uh, be right back. One of my all-time favorite Anthony Lane reviews was for uh, Precious, which he suggested you always be sure to ask for the ticket for the full title, Precious, based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Because after all, didn't Deborah Carr uh, star in The Innocence based on the novella Turn of the Screw by Henry James or Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man based on an undesirable uh, uh, a desire to win an Oscar by Dustin Hoffman. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I have to listen back to the recording to hear everything you said about me behind my back. No. Um... <laughs> Crap, we're being recorded. all right uh greg and charlie even before his string of successes in the 70s as a producer and director which included losing the 1974 best picture academy award to himself this future vintner won an oscar for co-writing Patton. fc coppola (laughs) did you say c i said fc coppola i mean that's not that's not his initials but (laughs) i would go ff yeah, yeah, sorry, FF. <laughs> Francis Cord Coppola? Yeah. My, my, my We're going to go with Francis Ford Coppola. It's, it's been a long day. I mean, yeah. <laughs> was, you knew what you were going for. It's good. Charlie was clearly discussing go. with me, and I'm yeah. I'm here to help Charlie. All right. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola is correct. And Cliff. Uh, his daughter, Sasha's health issues, likely informed the theme to this director's John Q and My Sister's Keeper. His most commercially successful movie featured his mother, Jenna Rollins, as the older version of Ali. Yeah. Cassavetes. Yeah, I'll just take the last name. You... But yeah, Nick Nick Cassavetes, I believe. Nick Cassavetes, yep. Yeah. All right, Cliff. Mukesh and Latha. Yeah, he acted in Face Off, I think. Yeah. Uh, Mukesh and Latha Mangeshkar sing Kabi Kabi Mere Del Men for a 1976 movie by this man that, like his earlier Diwar, starred Amitabh Bachchan and Shashi Kapoor. Hmm. Person I would have guessed does not have a name beginning with C. Chandra Gupta? Sorry, that's not correct. Dan and Tucker? I got nothing. No. Pass. 
Better than Chris? Yes. Greg and Charlie? I don't have a good guess here. I'm going through my family matters directors. <laughs> uh, still not going to come up with anything. Yeah, I think I think we're <laughs> past. All right, this was Yash Chopra. Chopra. Mm. All right, so at the end of round one, um, everyone's on two except Fred and Chris are on one. All right, uh, Dan and Tucker. This man developed the project that became Sound of Metal, but handed it off to Darius Martyr, the co-writer of his film The Place Beyond the Pines. His relationship drama Blue Valentine was initially rated NC-17, reduced to R on appeal, due to a cunnilingus scene involving Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. Derek Chion France or Sion France? Yeah. All right, Dan and Tucker. The Postman, this director's 1997 adaptation of a book by my friend Ari's father, won five Razzie Awards, including Worst Picture. That was quite a turnaround from his previous effort, seven Oscars, including Best Picture. Costner. Yeah, David Brin was the author, I'm told. Yeah, have you met David Brin? He's, yeah. I've read an awful lot of his books. So. Uh, regarding Blue Valentine, my favorite uh, little stat that someone pointed out was that was a bad year. Uh, for people performing oral sex on women because uh, Julianne Moore didn't get nominated for The Kids Are All Right for, <laughs> and her co-stars did and same with Ryan Gosling. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So okay. maybe it's a good year for women receiving. Yes. Yeah, good exactly. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I haven't met David Brin. I did spend an hour talking to his daughter on a podcast which is available if you can Google our names. Uh, and I'm I'm told uh, the book is much much better than the movie. It is. It'd be hard I, would, not to. I would hope so. <laughs> it's it's, it's really very short. It's very short for one thing. Uh, <laughs> just just by regression. Yeah, just by regression to the mean, it would be better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it just so much drags on. <laughs> on a tangent to a tangent, I remember how bummed I was that Julianne Moore's seeming like late season Oscar buzz did not translate to a nomination. And then I think the next year she um, also missed for or a, uh, sing a single man. A single man. And right, I yeah. thought, oh no, is like the window closing on Julianne Moore's like Oscar, you know, awards career. And then you know, um, in twenty fourteen, she's got uh, can best actress for uh, Maps of the Stars and uh, won the Oscar for Still Alice. So yeah, I'm, this I was is really the, glad. this is the only thing still giving me hope for Laura Linney. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. everyone had got has got to check out May December if you haven't seen it yet. Ah, I'm, so yeah, I'm waiting to see that. We're gonna see it tomorrow. So. Speaking of Todd Haynes, yeah, she she Julianne Moore should have won for safe, definitely. Oh, got you. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's on my board. All right, uh, Fred and Chris. This woman opened the famed Cambridge, Massachusetts music venue Club Forty Seven. After decades making documentaries, she segued into fiction with Smooth Talk, based on Joyce Carol Oates' short story, Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been? Note that her professional surname comes from her first husband. She is not herself ethnically Indian. Anything? Nothing here. Hmm. Well, I like that uh, Chandra Gupta guess, so uh, let's try that. Yeah. All right, Dan and Tucker? I got nothing. Um I adapted the same story in film school and college. Uh, we did not mm. see Smooth Talk while making it. I'm going to pass. All right. Greg and Charlie? Smooth Talk is extremely good. I think this is also Chopra. This is Joyce Chopra, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> extremely good. Yeah. yeah. Right, I, I, Charlie. 
Yeah, I adapted a a story that had previously been directed by Alfred Hitchcock as an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents in film school. All right. Did Um, you do better than his version? (laughs) Well, obvious, duh. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that went without saying. Um, uh, Fred and Chris. Why are you here? Perhaps surprisingly, this Helmer of multiple crowd-pleasing blockbusters earned an Oscar nomination as a producer of The Help. He didn't direct that movie, but it was made through his 1492 wow. pictures. That would be Columbus, Columbus, right? Yeah, Columbus. Yep, Chris Columbus. Greg and Charlie. Starting off as a second-unit director on many of his father's films, this man co-wrote The Darjeeling Limited with Wes Anderson and Jason Schwartzman, his cousin, and has helmed two features, the 60s homage CQ and the pan-Charlie Sheen vehicle, A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III. Extremely funny. Um, R. Coppola? (laughs) Yeah, uh, Roman Coppola. Roman Coppola, yes. First cousin of Jason Schwartzman, who's the son of Talia Shire. All right, uh, Greg and Charlie... This Harvard med graduate directed some solid 70s movies, Westworld, Coma, The First Great Train Robbery, and created the long-running medical drama ER before <coughs> apparently deciding that penning potboiler novels was his true métier. Crichton? Michael Crichton, yes. I expected multiple Coppola questions, didn't expect multiple Crichtons. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for the Farscape there. pod. <laughs> there are many admirable Crichtons. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, that was a J.M. Barry reference. That's not <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> All right, Cliff. Before Best Foreign Film was a competitive Oscar category, two of this man's movies, The Walls of Malapaga and Forbidden Games, earned honorary Academy Awards. He made Alain Delon a star as Patricia Highsmith's Tom Ripley in Purple Noon and helmed the World War II epic Is Paris Burning? I've still never seen Purple Noon. Um, Clément? René Clément, yes. Nice. Surprisingly, there are no drag queens in his Paris burning. Very confusing. <laughs> All right, uh, Cliff. This Malian director as Yilan, based on a Bambara legend, is generally considered one of the greatest African films ever made. Yes, it is. Um, Sisse? Suleiman uh, Sisse. Yes. That's my favorite African film for sure. It, it is a great movie. It is so good. It's like... If you it's like if you love Arthurian legend, you should watch this film. It's just like so dense with like imagery and like spiritual elements and doesn't explain a whole lot of it, but it's just such a beautiful like film. It absolutely rips. I am not going to go as into detail because I am not eloquent at the moment. But uh, <laughs> yes, all of that is correct. Also, it's just cool as hell. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So at the halfway point, Greg and Charlie narrowly lead with five points. Dan and Tucker and Cliff both at four, Fred and Chris at two. And we start with Dan and Tucker. Though American, this man directed many Canadian movies, including the early slasher Black Christmas and the Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper yarn Murder by Decree. Auteur theory is surely stymied by the fact that only two years elapsed between his not-so-similar films Porky's and A Christmas Story. Bob Clark. Bob Clark is correct. For a time, he was the only director with a film on the IMDb top 250 and the IMDb bottom 250. <laughs> so there's more. There's Friedberg more. Their time. They'll uh, they'll make a masterpiece one of these years. Yeah, I just I, was... I love the the interviewer Bill Hader just like makes a joke about Bob Clark and he's the only person in the room who gets it. So he laughs to himself for like five seconds and then like, <laughs> nobody else is laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think when Tom McCarthy made the cobbler and spotlight back to back, we discovered yeah. that quality very varies. It, it surely does. Or uh, Janusz Kaminski shooting after Schindler's List, uh, Little Giants. 
right, uh, Dan and Tucker. Well, Giants is awesome, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little different for craftspeople. But yeah, point taken. All right, uh, Dan and Tucker. Part of the mid-century Greenwich Village scene that also included Maya Darren and Jonas Mikas, this dancer-turned-indie filmmaker helmed an Oscar-nominated short about the construction of 666 Fifth Avenue, an Oscar-winning documentary profile of Robert Frost, and an experimental cinema verite interview with gay black hustler Jason Holiday, in addition to narrative features like The Connection and The Cool World. I mean, my first thought would be Merce Cunningham. That sounds as good as any. I, I should know this and don't have any clue. So if you think that makes and sense. And he's the answer, and that's the right time period. That, then I say go with it. Uh, Cunningham? I, I was in a performance of Eric Satie's Vexations as part of the Merce Cunningham Centennial, but uh, that's not the correct answer. Uh, Fred and Chris? I don't have anything. Chris? Cliff? Um, I think this came up a while ago. I think this time it is Shirley Clark. It is now, Shirley Clark. Now's oh. the time for Shirley Clark. Okay. Depressing. Portrait, portrait of Jason. And I watched Ornette Made in America earlier today. It's ripped. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, the randomizer put the two Clarks next to each other. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Fred and Chris. This man has directed many mediocre movies starring Adam Sandler and also The Wedding Singer, which is awesome. What? Mediocre. <laughs> Judo. Um, yet, I don't. Yeah, I have a strong allergy to Adam Sandler, so uh, uh, we'll try Clark again. <laughs> Sadly, it's not three Clarks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and Tucker. Um, the only I Sandler guy is fine. I think it's only by comparison. I could think <laughs> of a Sandler guy. Two of them. The Would you say it's an uncut gem? <laughs> uh, I have to pass. Damn, pass. All right, Greg and Charlie. Karachi. Yeah, it's not Karachi. That's it. Yeah, Frank Karachi. Because yeah. he did uh, the Grown Ups series too. I don't know why I know that. If uh, any of y'all watched Waterboy, he played the long lost father. Yeah, did he? Okay. <laughs> it's your daddy. Okay, yeah. Greg and okay, Greg and Charlie got that correct. Okay, uh, Fred and Chris. Safraz Mansour's memoir about growing up as a Bruce Springsteen fan inspired this Kenya-born director's Blinded by the Light. She helmed Ashwarya Rai's English-language debut, Bride and Prejudice, and her best-known work featured a then-unknown Kira Knightley as the protagonist's white friend. All right, so that's Bend It Like Beckham, which is... Um, who did Bend It Like Beckham? Um, One second. Anything? Um, I don't remember it. Chopra. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not this time. Dan and Tucker. Chandra? Chandra? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, is Gurinder Chandra? Is, am Chandra. I pronouncing that right? I don't think I can take that, Cliff. Oh, no. There's no... Uh, there's no. Oh, um, it's Cliff. Okay. Uh, I, I think... Uh, okay, so I'm hoping I have this right. Chatra? Nope. Great no, Chatra. There's no R. Oh, yeah. Chada. Yeah. Chada. Yeah, that's yes, right. Gurinder Chada. Gurinder yeah, Chada. Yeah, okay. Gurinder K. Chadda, yes. All right, uh, Greg and Charlie. 
I never give a sucker an even break. Rather, I ask them to identify this early Buster Keaton collaborator who helmed W.C. Fields in comedy classics Million Dollar Legs, My Little Chickadee, and The Bank Dick. All I think of when I see here about W.C. Fields now is Mark Proch in On Cinema at the Cinema, which doesn't I help. I like Buster Keaton too, but I don't, I don't know any of his. Same, well, and all of them run together. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's go for a lucky Cunningham. Good try, but not correct. Fred and Chris? No. We must remain silent. <laughs> like stone-faced? Do you have to remain stone-faced? Uh, Diane and Tucker? I don't know. Yeah, I've seen two of these two. Ugh, pass. Cliff? Same. I just can't pull the name out of the various 30s, 40s comedy directors that are floating around. No. All right. This was Edward F. Klein. Yeah. yeah. All right. Greg, Greg and Charlie. This director worked with Frances McDormand on Laurel Canyon and the miniseries Olive Kittredge. Her debut feature, High Art, often appears on lists of the best lesbian theme films, while a married lesbian couple played by Annette Benning and Julianne Moore is at the center of her The Kids Are All Right. Jolodenko. Jolodenko, yeah. Speaking of cunnilingus, yep. All right, uh, Cliff. This man's attempts to make martial arts stars out of Jim Kelly, Black Belt Jones, Jackie Chan, The Big Brawl, Kurt Thomas, Jim Cotta, and Cynthia Rothrock, China O'Brien, fail to recapture the appeal of his Bruce Lee vehicle, Enter the Dragon. What's this guy's name? Well, they're thinking, uh, which which Jim Kelly is that? Yeah, (laughs) same question. A, a black Jim Kelly. Yes, the one who the one who was in Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was the Bills quarterback, I really needed to know that so I could find. Right. <laughs> I'll give you some extra time, Cliff. Yeah, but I I don't think it's going to help me, unfortunately. Um, Carter. Sorry, uh, Fred and Chris. I have seen three out of four of these movies. Unfortunately, uh, this is not helping me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Avoid Jim Carter at all costs. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the Razzies would agree with you on that. Uh, Dan and Tucker. I don't have this. No. Greg uh, and Charlie. I can't believe none of us know who directed Into the Dragon, but yeah. I guess none of us know who directed Into the Dragon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a way to I'm find. Not gonna out. lie. Yeah. I think a lot about Bruce Lee for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was. Uh, Robert Klaus. Oh. All right. Oh, All right. No I remember that. Whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was expecting to remember. I was expecting to recognize that name as soon as, soon as I saw it. But yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, uh, Cliff. I hope it doesn't blow your mind or make your head explode to learn that this Canadian director has also acted in films as diverse as To Die For, Jason X, and Don McKellar's CanCon classic Last Night. His most recent release, Crimes of the Future, reuses the title of an unrelated movie he made in 1970. Cronenberg. Indeed, David Cronenberg. Okay. I really like that unrelated movie he made in 1970. I thought that was the better of the two, Crimes of the Features. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Also seen both. We'll disagree on that, but I do think it's delightful that he has a cameo in Jason X. (laughs) Jason X is great. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So going into the 
Going into the final round, uh, Greg and Charlie lead with eight, Cliff at six, Dan and Tucker five, Fred and Chris at two. All right, final round. It's only because we know there's no R in shot. <laughs> All right. I wish I was doing episode titles for these. I could make that the day. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dan and Tucker. This man has a story credit on three episodes of Columbo, which is what you should know him for, uh, and helmed the black exploitation flicks Black Caesar and Hell Up in Harlem. But he made his reputation with cult horror films like It's Alive, God Told Me To, Cue the Winged Serpent, and The Stuff. In the 2000s, his career picked up again thanks to his screenplays for Phone Booth and Cellular. Is this Cohen? Maybe. All right, we'll go with Cohen with an H. Larry Cohen is correct. Larry Cohen, okay. Yes. God Told Me To is an incredibly disturbing title for a horror movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, Dan and Tucker. His fascinating Claude Renoir lens documentary, The Mystery of Picasso, sees Pablo Picasso produce 20 works of art before our eyes. But this man is more remembered for the suspense classics, The Wages of Fear and Les Diaboliques. You get to take this one, Tucker? Uh, I think I'd rather give it to you just in case I mess it up again. <laughs> no, we're, we're talking Clouseau, right? Clouseau, yeah. This, now it is Henri Georges yeah. Clouseau, yes. Sorry, Dan. Oh, was that said <laughs> earlier? Okay. And it was not. Yeah, yeah. We, we went with uh, that instead of the correct answer, Chabrol, for a different French director. Uh, yeah. Even right. though Dan said it, too, I feel horrible. <laughs> Don't feel horrible. It's Every time scared. I miss a question, I feel terrible. No, <laughs> drives me. You should. I mean, you lo- you lost out on on tens of tens of imaginary cents. <laughs> it swings and roundabouts. Okay, uh, Fred and Chris. This man moved from controversial photography collections like Tulsa and Teenage Lust to graphically depicting adolescent antisocial behaviors on screen in Kids and Bully. Hmm. Yeah. Larry Clark. I don't remember. So go ahead. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, actually, it's actually Harmony Cordine with the CA. No, it's Larry <laughs> Clark. <laughs> there was a third Clark, just not consecutively. Right. That's right. But he. But this is he's with an E though, right? Larry Clark. No, no, no. no uh, not? Larry, okay. Larry Clark Sir, and and Bob Clark have no E. Shirley Clark has an E. Okay. Right. Lenny Clark has an E also. And Arthur C. Clark. If you're a big fan of New York comedy and the OOS. <laughs> All right. Uh, Clark Peters, who played Lester Freeman on The Wire, also has me. All right. Uh, Fred and Chris. Perhaps this horror auteur's new nightmare was that directing Meryl Streep to an Oscar nod as real-life music educator Roberta Gaspari might cause people to associate him with violins rather than violence. Craven? Wes Craven, yes. Yeah. Craven. That's, cor- that's correct. That that's correct. Is I, lovely, I like the violence and violence. That was yeah. Thank you, Emily Latella. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Greg and Charlie. After he won an Oscar for his work as set decorator on the original Star Wars, it was only a matter of time before someone invited this man to direct. Sadly, what they invited him to direct was Battlefield Earth. The only reason I ever remember this is because it's a Scientology movie, but his last name is Christian. Oh, that's great, actually. (laughs) Love that. I'm not going to forget that now. Wow. Roger yeah, it's like it's like once you hear it, it's like impossible to forget. <laughs> they asked a Christian to uh, to direct a Battlefield Earth movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Roger Christian is correct, and yeah, it's pretty interesting that he won an Oscar for Star Wars. But all right, uh, Greg and Charlie I did not know that part. 
<laughs> Greg and Charlie, how do you thank someone who has taken you from crayons to perfume? It isn't easy, so instead you might try naming this director of Tissur with Love, who is far more famous for the six novels that make up his Asian saga. Uh, yeah, I'm lost in this one. Asian saga? Ten seconds. I don't even feel like I have a really good guess. I don't think there are any clerks left, but Clark again. Uh, not not Clark. Uh, Fred and Chris. I'm guessing this is James Clavell. Yeah, maybe. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's correct. Yes. Yeah, yes. Thought, he, he directed re, to Sir with Love, adapting yes. uh, his uh, Shogun. Wow, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, in fact, he's, also his daughter Michaela played a Bond girl named Penelope Smallbone in Octopussy. Um, I remember that Bond girl name. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, yeah, she also starred in a short film based on his the children's story, which he directed, which is very disturbing. Um, all right, Cliff. Michael B. Jordan has played Oscar Grant, Adonis Creed, and Killmonger for this director. Oh, right. Okay. Kugler. Brian Kugler. And uh, final question. This Frenchman spent four months in Antarctica making his third feature-length documentary, Voyage to the Edge of the World. But unlike his two previous efforts, The Silent World and World Without Sun, it failed to win him an Oscar. Um, Cousteau. Jacques-Yves Cousteau. All right, so we finished Greg and Charlie at nine, Cliff at eight, Dan and Tucker seven, Fred and Chris five. Oh, great out. job. Shout out to Tucker for seven of own directs. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Yes, almost a full house there. Yeah. It helps that I had already said the name for one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm fine with doing one more. I either I, yeah. Okay. I have I have to hop off. All so right. uh but thank you so much for running these. Sure. Yeah. Um okay, so we just want to go back to three seats with an empty one then or sure. That's fine. Uh, all right. Good luck, I'll um, see you later. Uh oops. Yeah. Um, do we have the right crew here for the A set, or do we need to go to D? Um, I have can, not played A. Yeah, has anyone here played? I haven't. I, I yeah, I just jumped, right. jumped on with the with the bees last yesterday. Yeah. Yo, guys, if you haven't noticed, I'm trying to be a completist here. I'd really like <laughs> you. No, what? <laughs> Any of us? What? <laughs> you just you just need to make a spreadsheet with the with the ones you've played and put an X next to them. Look, and... I've just finished uh, traveling for three continuous weeks with almost no actual uh, trivia play, so I have a lot of catching up on trivia time. <laughs> there, but you didn't miss my friendly, thankfully. So that that'll be next week. Uh, as Fred can attest. <laughs> All right. Um, Getting killed without you, Dan. <laughs> I'll be back. I'm back. I am back. <laughs> okay, so we we want to play A then. All right, that's fine. I um, I was sad we uh, I missed getting to play against uh, Amanda and the cats because she made me uh, a pass uh, friendship bracelet for SparkleCon. So I told her when I played her next, I was just going to hold up my pass bracelet when I wanted to pass. <laughs> All right. Da, da, da. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Dan, uh, Dan and Tucker. All right. And this we is are, A. We are A. A, yes, this is A. All right. 
Paul Amon directed the first installment in the Up docuseries, but this man helmed all the rest. On the scripted side, he guided Sissy Spacek to an Oscar for a musical biopic and did his best with Denise Richards as a nuclear scientist in a James Bond movie. Epted. Yeah. God, yeah. I know you're, yeah. He also directed the fight episode of Masters of Sex, which is one of my all-time favorite TV episodes. Oh, I haven't seen that one. All right, uh, Dan and Tucker. Barbara Koppel's documentary Wild Man Blues profiles a New Orleans jazz band in which this famously neurotic filmmaker plays clarinet. Woody Allen. (laughs) Woody Allen, yeah. (laughs) Fred and Chris, this man coined the term film gris for a wave of leftist noir films released between 1947 and 1951. But if you know of him, it's likely due to experimental documentaries such as Edward Moybridge's The Old Praxographer and Los Angeles Plays Itself. Nothing here. Yeah, all right. Anderson. Oh, God damn it. Tom Anderson is correct. (laughs) (laughs) My apologies. We are in the A's after all. (laughs) Always guess when there's no penalty to guess. Fred and Chris, winner of five competitive Tony Awards and a Pulitzer, this legend of American theater contributed to cinema by co-scripting All Quiet on the Western Front and helming adaptations of the Broadway musicals The Pajama Game and Damn Yankees. Well, I'm guessing it's not Alvin Ailey. That was the only thing that's coming to mind, but uh, it does not seem like a great guess, but it might be over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a few seconds here. Um, Damn Yankees. Who is the Who were the writers? It's like uh, Arnish and Bach, maybe? It's Damn Yankees? I, not I, helpful. Yeah. Um, pajama I, Game is... Anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to say Ailey. Cause we don't have a better uh, sorry, uh, Greg and Charlie? I don't know this. I can't think of an A either. Armstrong. Uh, are, are not, we uh, not, guessing uh, that? Or are we... Oh, sorry. Um, no, it's uh, fine. We, we we guessed it. We guessed it. Okay. Um, Dan and Tucker. Dan. So, so Adler wrote the musical lyrics, but I think this is George Abbott, who was the producer. That sounds like a movie person that I've heard of. Let's go with it. Abbott? That's correct. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I think Adler and Lost, one of them died very young, and the other never yeah. really had any success without him. Um, all right, Greg and Charlie. Never actually asked, what is the difference between passing right, and long during this? You, just, uh, you, you, you get incremented you go at that bonus att- Yeah. The bonus uh-huh. attempt determines the order of the queue, and uh, when you make uh, – if you whether you get it right or wrong, you'll still be incremented, but at least if you get it right, you'll have a point. If not, yeah. So the, the people who have the fewest guesses – get to go next in the like if someone gets it wrong then the team with the fewest guesses or the player with the fewest guesses goes next so if you guess a lot and get it wrong then you are kind of at the bottom of the queue other people get yeah, their shots right. of bonuses before you do uh, there's a tie on that in the seed order right uh, right i've not been paying attention to that the entire game <laughs> yeah, so, so basically don't don't guess unless you have a reasonable shot at it or unless it's yeah keep like, your if, it's, dry. if it's your turn you should guess if it's if it's a bonus attempt, be more circumspect. Ah, this is sorry, Andrew John. Arnold. That's fine. It is Andrew Arnold. Okay, <laughs> so I, I'm before... it's like I know Charlie knows this one. So. Yeah, actually, yeah, I probably. I mean, this will be a repeat, so I probably won't use the recording. But just for the, in case, uh, I'll read the question. An Oscar winner for her short film Wasp, this woman behind Fish Tank and American Honey, helmed every episode of season two of Big Little Lies and directed the dairy documentary Cow. And your answer was Andrea Arnold. Arnold, yeah. All right. Greg and Charlie, 
Aiming for a different kind of horror than her father, this woman directed herself as the drug-addicted mother of a boy played by the stars of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody in a 2004 film based on J.T. Leroy's not-so-autobiographical novel. Asia Argento, probably? Oh, yeah, there you go. Argento. That's a good one. Asia Argento is correct, yes. Nice. I will I will try to work in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody whenever possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Fred and Chris in second position here. A sign reads, Bienvenido al Mambo Taxi. In this Spanish director's farce, women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Pedro Amadovar. That's correct. Dan and Tucker in second position. This man may have shouted, Argo, F yourself, at the Academy when he wasn't nominated for the Best Director Oscar in 2012. Hopefully his chances of winning it one day aren't gone, baby, gone. That's a Benjamin. A <laughs> mm-hmm. Never actually looked up if his first name is Benjamin, but uh, yes. All right. Okay. So Benjamin. at the end. <laughs> yes. Son of my right hand. Okay. Uh, at the end of that round, Dan and Tucker have four. Fred and Chris, Greg and Charlie, both on two. All right. Dan and Tucker. Rather reductively labeled India's answer to Gregory Peck, this Bollywood superstar made his directing debut with 1970s Prem Pujari. Is there an A name I can think of for Bollywood stars right now? Cannot. Ten seconds. I don't even know if I have like a name to guess, like an Anderson, but less English. What about Anupama? And sure, that. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure she knows the answer to this question, but that's not the correct <laughs> answer. Uh, Fred and Chris. Yes. Greg and Charlie. No. Yes. All right. This was Devanand. Okay, I've seen that name before. Sure. All right. Uh, yeah, his last movie was completed only two months before he died. As a director, his last movie was completed only two months before he died at age 88. Wow. All right, Dan and Tucker. Though he's not the Oscar nominee with whom he shares a first and last but not middle name, this man seems happily punch drunk in love with his wow. wife and frequent collaborator, Mila Jovovich. Let's hope she never serves him a mushroom omelet. We love vulgar autism here. <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson. Paul W.S. Anderson, yeah. Uh, Fred and Chris. Alongside a pair of brothers at the opposite end of the alphabet, this man scripted the Kentucky Fried Movie and The Naked Gun, and co-directed Airplane and Top Secret. Hot Shots was all him behind the camera, though. Abrams, right? Sucker Abrams, Zucker. Yeah, it's not the Zuckers. (laughs) (laughs) So, is Abrams. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's uh, Abraham's Abrams. Jim Abrams. Yep, Uh, Jim Abrams. Uh, Fred and Chris. Long before he won an Emmy for playing a U.S. senator on the West Wing and was Oscar-nominated for playing another in The Aviator, this veteran sitcom star directed Joey Bishop, Ali Sheedy, and Molly Ringwald in Betsy's Wedding, thus giving us the Rat Pack, Brat Pack crossover we never knew we needed. Alda? That's correct. Alan Alda. Greg and Charlie. Feel free to interrupt and talk over me as you name this man who had been directing features for more than a decade when 1970s MASH made him an overnight success. Altman. Altman. <laughs> you don't want to talk at the same time and speak over each other <laughs> I have many fun stories of cataloging all the entries in the Robert Altman archives at the University of Michigan one summer oh wow That's awesome. alright Craig and Charlie his best known film which inspired a 1981 Brian De Palma thriller is in English but this man is also remembered for an Italian trilogy on modernity and its discontents comprising La Ventura La Notte and La Clice Antonioni 
That's the one. Up and out. Uh, all right. That makes sense. All right. Fred and Chris in second position. A co-founder of the free cinema documentary movement, this man is better known for a satirical trilogy of fiction films starring Malcolm McDowell as Mick Travis. Late in life, he gave Betty Davis and Lillian Gish one last hurrah in The Whales of August. I don't know this. Yeah, me neither. Anderson. Lindsay Anderson is correct. Yes. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the films were If, Oh, Lucky Man and Britannia. Oh, that's yeah, okay. And Still, that's, that's no, I, I forgot this wasn't actually us that we were actually guessing there, but oh well, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was also a film theorist. He was actually born in Bangalore in, when it was British. What, what, what was sorry? What was that trilogy of films? If Oh Lucky Man and Britannia Hospital. Okay. Yeah, they're like, who better to make this movie about two old ladies and the an angry British satirist? <laughs> it worked somehow. All right, uh, Greg and Charlie in second position. This Irish filmmaker of Jewish descent earned a surprise Best Director Oscar nod for helming Brie Larson to an Academy Award in Room. No, not The Room. Abrahamson. Uh, or or Abramson. However you Abramson. Say. Abramson. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's the halfway point, and everyone is tied <laughs> with five. I've tied with five points and two bonus attempts each. Uh, neck and neck and neck. All right, Dan and Tucker. James Wan's wife, Ingrid Bisou, had her biggest role outside Wan's filmography in Tony Erdmann, set in German-speaking Romania and helmed by this German woman. Ade, is that how it's pronounced? I don't remember her name. A-D-E. Yeah, I, I believe uh, Marin Ade is correct, or is the correct pronunciation. Um, uh, Dan and Tucker. This former Cahiers du Cinema critic, who directed his ex-wife Maggie Chung in Irma Vep and Clean, is the son of Turkish-born screenwriter Jacques Remy. Assayas? Did not know that, but that's Assayas, yeah. Well, yep, uh, Olivier Assayas. Uh, Fred and Chris. A girl walks home alone at night. Is that girl this UK-born, US-raised director of Iranian descent? I, I'm guessing the answer here is not also Anderson. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I don't have any. Uh, I don't have. Iranian more like a body or something like that. I don't have a guess. Man. Go for it. Yeah, a body. A good try, but not correct. Greg and Charlie? Amirpur? Anna Lily Anderson. I mean, Amirpur, yes. <laughs> you can only get so many Anderson points. <laughs> really bad right. Q&A with her one time. A really what Q&A? A bad batch, too, a right? really bad Q&A with oh. her one time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, did, they did those as a double feature. Somebody asked a good question, and she reacted. So it was oh. very uncomfortable. Ah, all right. <laughs> She did do the Bad Batch too, right? The... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It was a question about the Bad Batch, also. And mm. It was not a. It did. It was a, you know very ended. ended it took me. Years, so. <laughs> took me a second to be like, "There's a Bad Batch too." Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Fred and Chris, known primarily as an actor, this Brit of Norwegian and Nigerian descent has helmed the coming-of-age comedy *Submarine* and the Dostoevsky adaptation *The Double*. I mean. When I hear Norwegian, I feel like Anderson is a really strong answer again. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't have anything else here. I don't have anything. Yeah. All right, Anderson. Anderson, it is. Uh, you would be. You can be forgiven for guessing that, but it's not correct. <laughs> Dan and Tucker. Uh, Iowate. Richard Iowate. Yes. Oh, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Yeah, his surname came from the Nigerian side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Greg and Charlie. 
1988's Eternity and a Day, in which a dying poet attempts to complete an unfinished work by Dionysius Solomos, won the Palme d'Or for this director. Angelopoulos. What was that? Angelopoulos. Yep. Oh, nicely done. You know how rare it is to be asked about three Greek filmmakers in one day? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, and I'm enjoying every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> Theo Angelopoulos is correct, and now Greg and Charlie. The Story of Mankind, featuring all three Marx brothers but never letting them share the screen, was an early directing credit for this master of disaster, who produced some of the best films in the 70s disaster movie cycle and then held the swarm. I would love to just say Anderson again. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, Anderson again. Uh, nothing wrong with that guess, but not correct, Fred and Chris. Erwin Allen. Erwin Allen, yeah. Erwin oh, Allen. yeah. Yeah, good one. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Dan and Tucker in second position. Happy Halloween. The Syria-born producer of that John Carpenter classic stepped behind the camera himself for The Message, a historical biopic whose main character never appears on screen for good reason. In 2005, he and his daughter were killed in an Amman hotel bombing carried out by Al-Qaeda in Iraq. The producer of uh, Halloween is Mustafa Akkad. Nice. Yeah, that's the that's played real really hard. Um, that is some deep horror movie knowledge you've got. There. That is my favorite movie of all time. Impressive. So I've seen that name a billion times. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, it's a really good movie. Your, uh, header on Letterboxd for sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, the number one spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote a paper about it in my first college film class, but. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, just to be clear, Al-Qaeda in Iraq is the name of the organization. I'm aware that Amman is not in Iraq. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fred and Chris in second position. Australia's Miles Franklin Award is a literary prize named for the female author of My Brilliant Career, which Aussie directed the 1979 film version of that book starring Judy Davis and Sam Neill. Any guesses? I don't know. We shouldn't really guess here. This is our yeah. bonus attempt. Right. We, pa we pass. Yeah. Okay. Greg and Charlie? Armstrong. Gillian Armstrong, yes. Oh, yeah. Good one. Okay. Female Australian director for a book by a female Australian writer. All right. Going into the yeah, going into the final round, Dan and Tucker lead at nine. Greg and Charlie are at eight. Fred and Chris at six. All right. Dan and Tucker. Thesis and Open Your Eyes were early successes for this Chile-born director of The Others and the Oscar-winning The Sea Inside, but his career seems to have stalled out after the failure of Agora, a 2009 film about Hypatia of Alexandria. The Others is um, Amenabar, I'm pretty sure. That's not right. All right, we'll go with that. Yes, I used to be obsessed with Open Your Eyes. Great. All right. Um, then we discovered apparently another famous Spanish director made a movie called Close Your Eyes. And uh, yeah, it also stars Anna Torrent, who was the star of Alejandro Menabar's thesis. But, uh, Dan and Tucker. With hilarious supporting turns in Romancing the Stone and Three Amigos already under his belt, this Mexican comedic actor moved behind the camera to direct a film based on his wife Laura Esquivel's novel Like Water for Chocolate. He also used Orson Welles' screenplay to remake The Magnificent Ambersons for A&E in 2002. I haven't seen either of these. Have you, Dan? Uh, I haven't. I've seen Like Water for Chocolate, but I'm trying to remember who directed it. I mean, we can always go with uh, Alvarez or something. That seems like the best name to guess here. You don't want to do Anderson with a Spanish accent? <laughs> Sorry, with the, the accent. Uh, we'll say Alvarez. Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Uh, 
Good try, not correct. Um, friend Chris. Pass. Jack and Charlie. I don't. I don't know this one. No. Uh, I, I don't know about the director, but I know the actor. Uh, for Three Amigos would probably be Arau. That your guess? Yeah, uh, a El Guapo. El Guapo, yes, uh, El Guapo. That's a nice get. Alfonso Arau, who who oh, also yeah, acted, yeah, and also acted in the Wild Bunch, as did Emilio Fernandez. So you have two Mexican directors whose peaks were fifty years apart uh, in that movie. Yeah, I just knew Romancing and Amigos. Yeah, he's very funny in Romancing the Stone. Yeah. All right, uh, Fred and Chris. This Frenchman's directorial debut won the Best Foreign Film Oscar for Cote d'Ivoire. His caveman saga, Quest for Fire, used special language forms created by Anthony Burgess, and his largely dialogue-free The Bear made a star out of Bart the Bear. Know this? I don't French name. All right. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, not uh, Voltaire's descendant, unfortunately. Uh, Dan and Tucker. No. Yeah, I don't feel confident enough to guess a random name. Well, I'll pass. Greg and Charlie? I know A Quest for Fire, and I don't know the damn director. Sounds like we're a pass. All right, yes. You may also have seen his movie Enemy at the Gates. Uh, Hi. Oh, yeah. Okay. John Jaca, no, yeah. There's another French director with a very similar name who was in my head, and I'm happy I didn't guess that. Fair enough. All right, uh, Fred and Chris. Hi, and Requiem for a Dream cemented this auteur's reputation for inducing nightmares, but Natalie Portman, Mickey Rourke, and Brendan Fraser are probably all still grateful to him. Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Yeah. Yeah. Karen Aronofsky, Greg and Charlie. This director of inessential Hollywood fare like Copycat, The Man Who Knew Too Little, Entrapment, and The Core can still feel secure in his legacy because he helmed all six episodes of Dennis Potter's masterpiece, The Singing Detective. Yeah, I do not know who did The Core. Ten seconds. Four. Feeling Anderson. Anderson coming on. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Anderson. <laughs> Unfortunately, nope. Uh, Fred and Chris. Nothing here. Oh my guess. Well, we pass. Dan and Tucker. I think I'll recognize it when I see it, but I'm not. Essential Hollywood genre fair is like my wheelhouse. I was going to say, man, I'm glad you don't know this. Struggling. <laughs> uh, yeah, pass. I'll pass. All right. I know this who this is. Who the hell is it? This. Uh, yep. Feel. John yeah. Am- Amiel or Amiel. Am- there are several ways that could potentially be pronounced, actually. Um, not what came out of my head. All right, Greg and Charlie. A key figure in the Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, New Hollywood generation, this man was Oscar-nominated for editing Norma Jewison's The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, and In the Heat of the Night, before striking out on his own with The Landlord, Harold and Maude, The Last Detail, Shampoo, Bound for Glory, Coming Home, and Being There. What a decade. Ashby. Hal Ashby's correct. All right, Fred and Chris in second position on this. After becoming the first woman to direct a Hollywood talkie, the 1929 Clara Bow vehicle, The Wild Party, this LGBT filmmaker worked for the Pepsi Corporation, run by the husband of her friend Joan Crawford, in the 50s, and taught at UCLA Film School in the 60s. Her erstwhile student, Francis Ford Coppola, now sells a straight rye whiskey name for her. Nothing for me. We pass. Okay. Dan and Tucker. Uh, is this Dorothy Arsner, maybe, Dan, do you think? Came up in a QL. Yeah. You, if you like. Let's go with Arsner. 
Dorothy Arsner is correct. Yeah. And the final question, Fred and Chris in second position. The 2022 iteration of the Sight and Sound Greatest Films of All Time Critics Poll saw a movie directed by this Belgian rise to the top. What's your name? AKE. It starts with like AKE. It's uh, Aka. Ackerman. It's Mal- uh, Mich- uh, Ackerman is her name. Chantal Ackerman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not Malin Ackerman. That would yeah. be pretty impressive. So. <laughs> I, I was, I was this far away from saying Malin Ackerman. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not, it's, it's like, it doesn't have the ring over it. Yeah. <laughs> Chantal Ackerman is correct. And so we end Dan and Tucker 11, Greg and Charlie 10, Fred and Chris 8. Uh, All right. That was Benjamin Affleck is Benjamin Affleck. Benjamin Geza Affleck. Oh wow. G A Z A. G E with an accent <laughs> over the E Z A. Yeah. So, he so speaks Tucker, perfect accent, by the way. It's one of my favorite things to watch <laughs> in interviews because you don't expect this dude with this thick Boston accent to suddenly come out with I, I believe uh his mother is uh from northern Mexico. But she's like he speaks Spanish with a perfect accent, and it's wonderful. Hmm. Yeah. His mother, Christopher and Chris Bolt, was a Harvard-educated elementary school teacher. That's what yeah. it says. Cool. It was something. Yeah. There, there's something with this family. I don't know the exact connection. Apparently. Yeah. Well, George W. Right. Bush certainly spoke Spanish with a better Spanish accent than, than he spoke English with the <laughs> American accent. Yeah. So, right. so Tucker, what we have learned is. Where I can help you is Broadway producers of the 1950s. <laughs> I think we might have known that before. <laughs> right, this is not new knowledge, Dan. This is uh, uh, Wikipedia says when Affleck was 13, he filmed a children's television program in Mexico. Oh, the Voyage of Mimi. Mimi. He learned to speak Spanish during a year spent traveling around the country with his mother and brother. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Yeah. I gotta go. So. Good night, everyone. Good night. 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 Good